welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. That was awesome worship, isn't it? Just beautiful when you know that our worship team hasn't just prepared in a practice, but they've prepared in their spirit. Like, you can, you can feel it, can't you? It's pretty special. Hey, my name's Caleb. If you haven't met, if we have met, guess what? Still Caleb. Join the club. I don't think I've ever been to a place where there's a greater ratio of Caleb. So if you say Caleb around here, you will get someone. Um, can you please stand up, Mr. Eli? Here's my stunt double today. We're in the same shirt. Thank you. So uh, if you have any complaints, can you please see Eli.Helbig uh, after the service at highway.com.au? Not a real email address. Um, no, I'm just joking. Hey, uh, I'm going to be speaking this morning from Romans chapter 4. So if you open in your Bible, if not, it'll be on the screen, but I'm sort of going to base in Romans 4 and move around a little bit and go from there. In Romans 4, 4, the, the, word, the first few words there are this, now to him who works, who here has a job, who here knows what it's like to work? No young people put their hands up, correct. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Awkward. Jethro, you didn't put your hand up either, buddy. Don't worry, you've only got 60 years longer to work, to learn how to work. It's funny that it says, now to him who works. I think sometimes in our Christian walk, we think that our role is to put our hand up, walk down the front, pray a prayer, and then the rest of the job is his. Unfortunately, I don't think it's that simple. I love the idea of being a lazy Christian, but I can't see that in my Bible. Can I get an amen? We have work to do. Our type of work isn't always physical work, although sometimes it is. Our work isn't atoning for our own sins. We can't do that. Kim just shared powerfully about that around communion. Christ did what we could not. Our job is not to die on a cross for the sins of the world. That has been done through Christ. We have forgiveness through Him. Our job is faith work. Our job is the work of having faith. So I've titled this message, Faith Work. That's where I'm going, and uh, hopefully it makes some sense. God, I just pray, Lord, over this message. God, I just pray, Lord, that what we talk about in this room, God, that it would translate beyond here and now. And Holy Spirit, I just believe that as we open your word and read your, your Bible this morning, God, that it would read us. God, we give you authority, Lord, as we open the Bible to open our hearts, to open our minds, Lord, that we could see more of you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us what faith is. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So what is it then? <laughs> it's the substance of things hoped for. Well, what's the substance of things hoped for? A bit mystical, isn't it? The evidence of things not yet seen. Well, it's hard to see evidence of things that aren't seen. Can I get an Amen. Faith is almost like this invisible bond that we trust. It's almost like trust in actions through our worldview. It's like despite what we see, despite what we hear, despite what we feel, we make a decision to put our faith or our trust, our hope in God. That's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hopeful. Like as we were singing that song, Living Hope, this morning, He is our living hope. 
God lives, so our hope lives. Our God's alive, so our faith lives. Let's go back to Romans 4. This is, like I said, where I'm going to be basing this message is I'm going to start in uh, verse 3 of Romans chapter 4. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham called the father of our faith in the Bible. He was called out of familiar, of of everything that he known into a faith journey. I think Abraham is a great example of one that did the faith work. God literally said, follow me, leave everything that you have and go to a place that I will show you. Oh yeah, cool, where's that God? Oh, I will show you. It's like, have you ever been in a car navigating with your spouse? No, I shouldn't bring that up in church, should I? (laughs) It's like, where are we going? I'll show you. No, flip and just put the thing on the screen. This is why we have CarPlay, that you can plug your phone in now. I just need to know who has control issues. (laughs) Me, I'm repenting. (laughs) But imagine Abraham. Hey, Abraham, leave everything that is familiar to you. Your whole family, everything that you know, and come to a place. Where God? Oh, I'll show you. Abraham had to do the faith work. Sometimes in life, unfortunately, it doesn't come with a 5, 10, 20 year viewpoint or plan. Sometimes we don't know what the future holds, but our job is that we would hold on to faith, not our picture or our expectation of what it should look like. If Abraham is the father of our faith, we are people of faith. In the Old Testament, it says this a lot. It says, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So if Abraham was the father, his son Isaac, and then his other son Jacob, God changed Jacob's name to Israel. His descendants became the 12 tribes of Israel, God's chosen people. God's chosen people in the Old Testament. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Abraham put his faith, his substance of things hoped for, his evidence of things that he had not seen yet in God. Abraham and his wife Sarah, they were old. Anyone? No. But they're old and unable. (laughs) Nice. Abraham was old and and, and his wife was old as well and they were unable to have children. And they're on this faith journey and yet God gave this man a promise just said the Abrahamic covenant, it's called. He promised them family, descendants. He said, Abraham, I'm going to give you descendants. You won't be able to count them. They'll be like sand on the seashore, stars in the sky. And I'm not talking about city stars, like what do we see, six on a good day? No, I'm talking about when you go out in the country and you look up and it's like a blanket of lights over the, like descendants over the sea, over the <laughs> sand on the seashore, stars in the sky. Land. He was promised a place that I will show you. God promised that, hey, Abraham, not only will I set up your generations to come, but I'll set up a place for you. Someone needs to hear this morning that God will make space for you. You belong in God. And when we put our faith in him, God creates a space for us to grow and flourish here and now. The third thing that he promised was blessing, that through you all the people on earth will be blessed. Who's read the book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew? The first bit that we skip over. 
the lineage of Christ. What is the first name that says there? Abraham. No, it says Abraham. Christ came from the lineage of Abraham. That through you, all the people on earth will be blessed. Through your descendants, all the people on earth will be blessed. Christ came through the lineage of Abraham. What a blessing, this father of our faith, that he created an opportunity and him saying yes to God meant that we could say yes to God these thousands of years later down the track. The promise was fulfilled through Jesus, I said that. Abraham was a man that did the faith work. Let's read on. Uh, verse, where am I up to? Verse 3, something like that. Verse 4, we can go 4. 5, anyone? 5. Not an auction. Okay. For what does the scripture say? I've read that. Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him. Accounted. I'm not sure what I was thinking, but in grade 10 at school, when it came time to choose your senior high subjects, can anyone remember that far ago? Anyone in that situation recently? No, no one? Getting close? For some unknown reason that I still can't fathom today, I wanted to be, sorry, I feel awkward saying this in church, I wanted to be an accountant. Like, what was I thinking? No, I'm just joking. Uh, I pay out, like, there was a season in our connect group, our men's connect group here on a Thursday night, and it was like every South African that we had was an accountant. So it was like, I'm not joking, accountant or worked in finance. It's true, isn't it, PT? It's true. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, don't offend an accountant or a South African because somehow they find each other and they will find you. Um, what am I saying? Accounting. I, I want to be an accountant. I don't know why. But then the next year, I realized I really don't want to be an accountant. But I'm sitting in great, but I've chosen my subject. So I'm sitting in accounting year 11 and 12, Mrs. Sharker, which is awkward because it was like I was really good mates with her son. So we used to get up to mischief, but she knew everything that we were doing. So I don't know. It's like I copped it in class. <laughs> and it was awkward when I'd go visit my friend because mum's my accounting teacher. I say all this to say a few things that Mrs. Chaka taught me. One thing she taught me how to do was a profit and loss. Has anyone done a profit and loss before? Pastor Steve knows all about this. Speaking his language. Can we have that image up there, Amy? Is that okay? This is terrible, by the way. Don't ask me to design anything because I can't do it. This is me copying and pasting off a, um, what do you call it? Oh, there we go. You like that? That's my graphic design abilities. I don't even have Excel on my computer, so I'm not a real accountant. But this is, um, what's it called? Google Sheets. This is Google Sheets. That's how uh, tech savvy I am. But a profit and loss kind of goes like this. That our total revenue at the top, in this example, a million bucks. Why? Because I thought it was a round number. Less expenses, that's everything. Like all expenses, total expenses, sometimes they separate it, whatever. And at the end it says equals net income. Does that make sense? Income or revenue minus expenses equals what? Net income. How much you get in your hand? How much you have at the end of the day? Make sense? But the scripture here said that it was accounted to him for righteousness. So if I was talking about Abraham's profit and loss chart, it would look like this. Revenue. What has he earned? What has Abraham earned on his own merit? Well, he has actually earned sin and death. What? How do I say that? Well, Kim mentioned that scripture this morning, didn't you, babe? Did you? I think you did. Romans 6. For the wages of sin is death. 
So all of us, like Abraham, we deserve sin, well, a revenue of sin and death, the sin which leads to death, less the expenses. So, so what were the outgoings? What did he have to do? What, what, what did he spend his time and resource on? Believing in God, putting his faith. It cost him his faith. It cost him his belief. And then the net income, the net income was what? Righteousness salvation, eternal life. This is the message of the gospel through Abraham. It says that he believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. So in this kingdom, we don't get what we deserve. If, there's an if, if we do the faith work, if we invest our time and resource into believing and trusting in God, putting our faith in him. Does that make sense? 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in ourselves because I'm awesome. No, in him. Our righteousness is not through what I do. It's through what Christ has done. And when I put my faith and my trust in him, I sacrifice my own will, my own desire, my own agenda, my own attempts of trying to obtain it. I say, God... Thank you for your free gift. Show me how to live. From this day forward, I put my trust, I put my hope in you. This is through faith work that we are made right with God. Ephesians 2, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. This is what I'm trying to say. And not of yourselves. We have nothing to boast about. That's literally what it says. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. It's not what we do, it's what we believe and whom we believe and where we put our faith and our hope and our trust. You cannot save yourself. We can't earn grace. But we do need to work at our faith. Work here, works here in the scripture in Ephesians 2.9, it means uh, like earning. It means not of works, it's like you can't earn your salvation. But we have to work by putting our faith in God. I remember last Sunday morning, Pastor Byron preached a message about the prodigal son who was here. Well, it was kind of more about the father's love, which is what the story is about. But um, the, the thing that I relate to this story of the prodigal son in this message is that son had to come to a point where he actually believed that his father had enough for him. Remember, and he goes through that process and he's like, he writes that speech in his head, Father, I've sinned against you and God. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Can I be one of your servants or your hides? You know, and he prepares his speech. But what he believed that his dad had enough, not just for his remaining kin, his remaining family, not just the other son that stayed by his servants, but he had enough to actually provide for him as well. Can I encourage you? Faith says that our God has enough for us as well. It's not for the super Christian sitting beside you. There is more than enough for you as well. He went home with faith, the prodigal son. He didn't work his way back there. He offered to work. His desire was, I'll do anything, Dad. 
Like, just, just make me one of your servants or slaves. I'll, I'll work for it. I don't, no, no, but he trusted that his dad had enough. We receive salvation through faith work, not external work. Jesus used the statement, your faith has healed you. Have you read that in the Gospels? He used the statement, hey, your faith has healed you. In other circumstances, he says, your faith has made you well or your faith has made you whole. Examples of this, woman with the issue of blood, your faith has made you well. Different translations say different things or different gospels, so just follow, roll with me. The ten lepers, the one that returned to thank Jesus, it, it says that he was healed and saved, made whole. The blind man, uh, he was made whole, he was healed. The paralyzed men on the mat, this is a cool one, Jesus seen their faith, the friend's faith that lowered him through the ceiling, he said that your faith has saved you. Your sins are forgiven. When we put our faith and our trust and our hope in God, he makes us whole. He makes us well. He, he, he heals us and he saves us. Jesus seemed to link faith to healing and wholeness. Do you believe that? Maybe your healing and wholeness is on the other side of your faith work. Because faith is the evidence of things not yet seen. So my faith is not determined by the outcome. My faith is not even determined whether I see the outcome in this life or not. Faith is a journey, one that we never arrive at. Maybe you need to do some faith work for a friend or a family member. This paralyzed guy on the mat, his mate's faith. No, 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 you need to come to Jesus. Can I encourage you? If you're believing for a family member or loved one, keep doing it. If you've got faith for someone in your world, keep doing it. Let's read on. Romans 4, verse 4. We're finally at 4, thanks to those people keeping me accountable. Now, to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. Uh, one meaning of this is we can't earn grace. That's what I've got written in my Bible, in the pages of my Bible. My new King James Version, if you're wondering, Emmanuel. I always joke around with Emmanuel because there's one true translation according to Emmanuel. Can I get an amen? Anyone who knows Emmanuel? We can't earn grace. We can't earn grace. The wages are counted as grace. Sorry, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. When we work, we are worth our wages. There is some reward for our toil. Uh, the reward of our faith work toil is salvation, is trust in God. I've always saw the scripture as you can't earn grace, but it's more than that. Yes, grace is a gift, absolutely. But to remain in faith, like to remain in faith, to remain in faith, it takes work. Why does it take work? It's simple, because my circumstance or my outcomes don't line up with what I believe. Who's experienced that? Prayed for healing, hasn't come. Prayed for breakthrough, didn't see it. Has anyone ever been disappointed before? No one. Cool, we're in the right place. I need to find a new church where I fit in. Thanks for having me. When we're stuck on our outcomes, don't see what we believe for. We go through a faith crisis. We go through faith challenges, but can I encourage you? Our job, you are not responsible for the outcomes. You are not responsible for the outcome. Somebody said, you are not responsible for the outcome. 
You are responsible to maintain and remain in faith. Hey, God, I trust you. Despite what happens, I trust you. What did Job say? Though he slay me, yet will I praise him. You were called to work. Philippians 2.12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work. Everyone say work. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Sometimes our faith work is hard. Sometimes I don't want to do it. Does anyone know what that's like? I'm trying to think of an example like, What's something that you don't like doing? What's a job that you hate doing? Dish cleaning? Yeah. I don't mind it, eh? You're like, I don't know, I'm weird. I was thinking mowing lawn, but I love that job. That's like my favorite job. Probably if I could do anything in the world, I'd be a, a gardener or a lawnmower. Like, what a weirdo, slats. Get a life. What am I saying? Sometimes our faith work is actually hard work. Anyone been to the gym? I'm trying to look at someone that I can pick on in the auditorium here. Oh, Dan Sturgis, everyone's pointing at you, bro. Pump it iron, do you? Who else we got over here? I'm just trying to... It's a bit dark around here, isn't it? Oh, yeah, of course. The man, Patara, yeah, come on. Free shout-out for Gloves Up. Youth program. Has everyone heard of Gloves Up? Gloves Up is a youth program. Give us a wave, Patara. That Patara, this guy here started, and he's got a whole team of guys now that happens at World Gym in Coomera. And what they do is they take young people there. They've made a deal with the owner of the gym to get free access to the gym for these teenagers that are at risk. He goes there with all these trainers. They teach them how to look after their body. But also, he teaches them respect, love. And it is just incredible to see the change in these young people's life. From this program, like, awesome Patara, by the way. Um, From this program, he's literally had young people come to youth on Friday night. He's had families come to church because of the difference that they've seen in their young people's lives. So cool work, PT. That's awesome. But um, anyway, when PT's at the gym, well, this is a bad example because he makes anything look light, probably. <laughs> but I once heard a comedian say this, that he's, he's quit going to the gym. Do you know why? Because he's decided that weights are heavy, which he doesn't think they want to be lifted. Because if they wanted to be lifted, they would be lighter. <laughs> Can I get an amen? So he has resorted to lifting things like paper that want to be lifted. <laughs> feathers. He'll do a couple of reps with some feathers. What? No, sometimes work or training is hard work. Sometimes there's pain involved. In our faith work, it's no different. Sometimes there is pain involved. Sometimes there is injuries involved. Sometimes we need to recover our faith or our hope or our trust. Sometimes... There's moments when we need to have a week off, and that's okay. But you know what? It's time to get back on. When you go into the gym and you get into it, you don't use it, you lose it. With our faith, we need to get back on the faith journey. We need to get back into it. Someone today needs to do some faith reps. Seriously, three sets of ten right now. Come on, Mel, I need to get a personal trainer up here, next personal trainer. She'll whip you into shape, don't you worry about that. 
But seriously, when was the last time we said, no, 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 you know what, God? Despite what I'm feeling, no, no, I'm going to do some faith reps right now. God, I trust you. 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 The scripture then goes on to talk about a few things in Romans there. There's a chunk in Romans uh, 4, 9 to 12. I won't read it for time's sake, but it, it talks about Abraham's circumcision. And um, this was like an outside demonstration of his inward call of God in his life. I'm not sure whose idea that was. I'm guessing it wasn't Abraham's. Can I get an amen? Seriously, it was really cut about it. No, sorry. That's tough. Um, what am I saying? <laughs> I'm like, Caleb, don't say that, don't say that. Oh, no, I said it. What do I do now? Um, oh, I'm lost. Paul's discussing that Abraham was made right with God through faith before circumcision. Circumcision was an outward identifier of an inward decision. I'm trying to say to get to this point. Stop trying to change your behaviors. Stop dealing with symptoms. Don't walk into church and think that you need to look or dress or act a certain way straight away. No, no, that's a byproduct. That came after a journey of faith. You know, we've got so much behavioral modification going on in our society that we think that we just need to change the outside, the external, give an image of ourselves that people would want. We need to look a certain way, dress a certain way, act a certain way. No, no, that's not the kingdom of God. Seriously, the kingdom of God starts internally. It starts here with this faith where, God, I trust you. God, I want your future for my life. God, I want to be more like you, Christ. Change me from the inside out. Then the externals change naturally. It's not a struggle or a strive to change the behaviors when we focus on our heart first. I am less angry than I was 10 years ago. Can I get an amen from Kim? I'm going out on a limb here. I really hope she backs me up here. You know this, but I hope I'm a better spouse today than I was 13 years ago, whatever it was. Why? Because... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. Awkward. 9th of January, 2010. Hey, we're good. Thank you. Dinging out. What? Um, what am I saying? Why? Because I've been on this faith journey for a while now. And when I change my heart, when I walk in faith, the externals change. They follow suit. Stop trying to take a Panadol <laughs> to heal the symptoms. Let's find out what the root cause of this. The root cause is this. Sin leads to death. The person that you don't want to be <laughs> is your natural self, is this sinful nature that we're brought into. But the remedy is faith in Christ. We have a new future, and that external will follow suit. We're not band-aiding the symptoms in Christianity. We're dealing with the core issues. God restores and heals human hearts and souls. I am on a journey and I can encourage you today, jump on a journey. Continue in faith work and watch what God does in your heart and in your soul, in your relationships and in your families. Reading on, Romans 4.17. As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. This is Abraham again, like we said. Uh, the promise, the seed of Abraham, the, the Abraham... <laughs> The Abrahamic covenant, in the presence of him who he believed, God who gives life 
to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. God who gives life to the dead. Do you know God gives life to dead things? We were dead in sin, but he gave life. Can I encourage you if your hope's dead? This morning, maybe God wants to breathe some fresh life into that. Maybe your faith's struggling. This morning, can I encourage you that God wants to breathe some fresh life into that. Maybe your trust, maybe your relationships, maybe your family. It feels like there's no hope. Can I encourage you this morning? Maybe Holy Spirit just wants to come in and just fill it with his hope and his faith and his trust this morning. Dead things to life and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Belief in God calls dead things to come to life. Belief in God causes fruitfulness here and now. Reading on Romans 4, 21, skipping a little bit for time. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Abraham was convinced, fully convinced, that what he promised, he was able to perform. Can I encourage someone this morning? If you feel like you've got a promise from God, the ability is not the issue. God is able to accomplish what he promised. Your job is to be a man or a woman of faith. And being fully convinced. Question for you this morning. Are you fully convinced? Because if you're not fully convinced, this whole message is (laughs) pointless. Faith says, I am fully convinced, God, that you're the best way to live. I'm fully convinced that I'm saved through faith, by grace. God, I am fully convinced that you sent your son to take a punishment that I could not so that I could be made right with you. God, I am fully convinced that I am the righteousness through Christ. Are you fully convinced? My prayer is that we are. The first step to this faith work is saying, God, I'm fully convinced that what your word says about you, I believe. Abraham in his lifetime, he only ever saw a glimpse of this. He didn't see the full picture. He only ever saw a glimpse. Have you experienced that? I've experienced that. But you know what? If the father of our faith, Abraham, only ever saw a glimpse and that was faithfulness, I'm okay with that. Can I encourage you, if you only ever see a glimpse in this life, you're in good company. Hebrews 11, 13, these all died in faith. What? (laughs) These all died in faith, not having received the promises or not having received the enormity or the fullness of every promise. These all died in faith, not having received everything that they thought they would, but having seen them from afar off, were assured of them embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. What am I saying? Hey, if you don't get all your boxes ticked here and now, that's okay. Not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to be a man or a woman of faith. Say, you know what, God? Even if I only see a glimpse, even if I'm like Abraham when I pass on, not having seen a generation or a nation come from me, yet will I praise you, God. Yet will I put my trust in you. Yet will I follow you. 
quick application, then I'm going to close. Application number one, do you have our eyes of faith? Do you see things yet to exist? Or are we too busy looking at the circumstances around us? Number two, do you have ears of faith? Do you listen for God's word and God's voice over the media or the voices around us today? Want a negative report? Scroll on your phone, turn on the TV. Want a positive report? Open your Bible. Get one-on-one with God and say, God, hey, I need your encouragement. I need you. I need you right now. Number three, have a mouth that speaks faith. The words that you speak matter. I could never do that. I could never do that. I could ne- you will never do that. No, no, start to speak a God word through faith. Hey, God, I thank you that I am more than a conqueror through you. God, I thank you, Lord, that you desire blessing over my life and over my family, God. I thank you, Lord, that this will not end in death. God, I thank you. Let's start to speak some promises over our lives. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You should be so full of it, church. So full of faith that it naturally just comes out. That as you open your mouth, you're surprised of the faith that comes out. Man, sometimes I'm personally, man, I can be so full of negativity. I don't even think. I open my mouth and the first words that come out are critical and negative. No, no, come on, slats. Do some hard work. Rip out that root and say, get out of their plant or weed. I don't want you in my heart anymore, negativity. I'm going to fill up with faith so that out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks. Hands and feet of faith. Are we, we are identified by what we do with what we've been given. If God's transformed our heart, then our actions follow suit. The external follows suit. Can I encourage us? We have an opportunity right now to be Christ to our world around us. Heart of faith. Only God can save a human heart. This is a moment of our service where I want to extend an invitation and an opportunity for someone to be made right with God. This this faith work that I've been talking about, this journey of faith, it starts with one decision. It says, hey, hey God, you know what? I acknowledge you. I want you to be Lord of my life. I accept the free gift of salvation through the work of Christ on that cross at Easter time. And from this day forward, I'm under new management. I'm under new lordship. I'm not serving up the old meals anymore, but I'm walking forward in all that you have for me. So I wonder right now if we could bow our heads for a moment and close our eyes. Just out of respect for the person beside you, and I just want to give you an opportunity. This morning, if you want to say yes to God for the first time, or if you want to recommit your life to Him this morning, I would love for you to raise your hand. We'll take a moment. We'll pray for you. We'll give you the resource, the Bible, whatever you need to go ahead on this journey of faith. If you're here this morning, you want to say yes to God this morning, please give me a wave right now. In this moment, I'll see that hand. I'll include you in this prayer. Awesome. Thank you. I see that hand. Awesome, bro. Thank you. I see those two hands. You can put them down. Is there anyone else this morning that says, hey, Caleb, that's me. Can you pray for me? Can I be included in this prayer? Is there anyone else? I've got these two legends. Last chance. Got two people. Anyone else who wants says, yeah, that's me. Awesome. 
cool. Let's stand to our feet. Those two people that raised their hand, man, I, I know I really don't want to embarrass you, but I just want an opportunity to pray for you. So I just wonder if um, we're just going to celebrate a bit. And would you just come down here so I can pray with you? That'd be awesome. Come on down, guys. Um, awesome. That's cool. Congratulations, bro. Oh, yeah, I'll take it. That's cool. Hey, uh, we're going to just pray a prayer now. We're going to open up our hearts, accept Christ. And like I said before, um, I just believe that that's, you know, I'm not sure what your background is. But that's, that's, that sort of statement that I made, that you're under new management, that's the best example that I have this morning. That's what I'm feeling for your life. It's like, hey, I'm not that old person anymore. I'm not serving up that old meals. <laughs> God, trust me again. Cool. Let's pray. Church, would you repeat after us as well? You're welcome to repeat after us online if you're joining us too this morning. But why don't you pray this with all that you've got? Dear God, today I open up my heart and I ask you to come in. Forgive my sin. Wash away my past. Today I start a brand new life in you. From this day forward, I am under new management. I am saved. I am a Christian. I am a person of faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thanks for the opportunity to pray. Hey, um, is that you, Nedra? Nedra, do you want to go with these guys? Um, these, Nedra will just catch up with you and give you a Bible, whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just follow Nedra or she can come with you, whatever. That's awesome. Um, that's phenomenal. I'm going to hand over to you. Kim, why don't you come? Thanks, team. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.